Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. I know probably what you're thinking this morning that this is a marriage sermon. Raise your hand if you thought that when I said that. Raise your hand. It's okay. Got a few people. The rest of you are telling the story. Um this morning. But it's not about, it's, this is not a mar- uh, marriage sermon this morning. It is simply a sermon about commitment. This past week, I really felt strong um, in, in preparing this message about commitment, about what that looks like and what that means. Um, I read a story, and it goes like this. It says, a chicken and a pig lived on a farm. A farmer was very good to them, and they both wanted to do something good for him. One day, the chicken approached the pig and said, I've got a great idea for something that we can do for the farmer. Would you like to help? The pig, quite intrigued by this, said, of course. What is it it that you propose? The chicken knew how much the farmer enjoyed a good, healthy breakfast. He also knew how little time the farmer had to make a good breakfast. I think the farmer would be happy... If we made him breakfast, the pig thought about this, and while not uh, as close to the farmer, he knew that the farmer loved a good breakfast. He said, I'd be happy to help make breakfast for the farmer. What do you suggest that we make? The chicken, understanding that he had, uh, that he had little else to offer, suggested, I could provide some eggs. The pig knew that the farmer might want more. That's fine. That's a fine start. What else should we make? The chicken looked around and scratched his head and said, What about ham? The farmer loved ham and eggs. The pig, very mindful of what what the chicken implied, said this, That's fine. But while you're making a contribution, I'm making a real commitment. Y'all can laugh. You see, the chicken is making a contribution, but the pig is making a commitment, right? Because we're giving up ham. The chicken is just giving an egg, which he can produce all the time. But the pig is like, hey, if i got to get some ham, I'm making a commitment. This is it for me. I'm sold out. And so this morning, I want to I talk to you about commitment. And I want you to, if you just for a second, think in your mind, as I, answer the, as I ask these questions to you this morning, on a scale from 1 to 10, you don't have to say it out loud. You can think to yourself, where would you say your commitment level is to these questions? Number one is this. What is your level of commitment to your job? You would probably say it's pretty high. Why? Because that's how I make, that's how I provide for my family. I, I get a paycheck by, by how I work. So your level of commitment to your job is, is probably pretty high. What about your level of commitment to your family? From a one to ten, where would you say that where would you rate your level of commitment to your family? What about your level of commitment to your spouse or, or to your friends? And then I thought about this. What about your level of commitment to your church? Where is your level of commitment to your church? On a rate scale from 1 to 10, and what about your level of commitment to your relationship with Jesus? If you had to rate your, your level of commitment to those things, where would you rate yourself this morning? Because we need to ask ourselves this question. Are we committed, or are we just making a contribution? Are we sold out to this thing called Christianity? Are we sold out to this thing called the local church? Or do we just come on Sunday mornings every once in a while and just make a commitment or a contribution? You see, I really feel strong about this because God's really been dealing with my heart on this subject about being committed. 
And this is not a message to, uh, to slap you on the wrist. This is a, me- a message that I really feel, and I pray that it will challenge you to see where your level of commitment is to your relationship with Jesus, number one, and to your level of commitment to, your, uh, to, the, to the local church. Well, you say, well, I must be committed because I'm here today. That's correct. You are here today. But what I want to know and understand this morning, are we sold out 100% in our relationship with Jesus? I'm not talking about having Jesus' feelings. I'm talking about being sold out 100% to the call of Christ that God's placed upon our hearts. Are we 100% committed to Him? Are we 100% committed to the local church? Because you have to understand this, and I really feel like God dropped this in my heart this week. You have to understand this, that your commitment to the local church follows out of your commitment to Jesus. If you're 100% committed in your relationship with Jesus, then you will be 100% committed to the local church. It starts with your relationship with Jesus. If you're sold out for Him, then you will be sold out to, your, to the local church. Whatever it is, if you, choo- if you choose to make this church your local home, or if you decide to go somewhere else, that's between you and God. Wherever it is that you land, are you sold out 100% to God, number one, or are you sold out 100% to the local church? Because I know from my own experience is this, that in our society today, that we have devalued the relationship that we have with Jesus. That we have devalued the local church. We don't value it like we used to. That's a really good place to say amen this morning. We don't value church like we used to. We don't value our relationship with God like we used to. We have other things that are more important than church. We have other things that are more important than our relationship with Jesus. So there was a one time in our, in, our, in our society that church was the number one thing in our life. That we didn't ever miss church. It didn't matter what kind of service we were having. We were at church. And some of the greatest moves of God that I remember seeing in my own life was on serve, in a service on Sunday nights. You know, we don't have Sunday night service anymore. And that's not a slap on our, on our wrist. It's just we understand that, that our lives are super busy. But, there, the, but there's the level of commitment to the church, is, it's not like it used to be. And what God's wondering is, is if we look at our lives and we look at our society and we wonder why things are the way that they are, it's because the church does not value the church anymore. We don't value our relationship with God anymore. It's just something that just, you know, if, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, then that's okay too. But where is our level of commitment to the church? Where is our level of commitment to, to, the, uh, you know, to God? I mean, we say things like, I, I mean, Jesus knows that I love Him. Jesus understands how hard I work through the week and that I need a little downtime. Listen, I'm all about some downtime, but I'm telling you this, I'm all about being sold out to the church too. Being committed to God, being committed to, to what God is calling us to do. Because I've heard people make, uh, make this statement. You know, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And that is so true. You don't have to come to church to be a Christian. But can I tell you this? Man, it sure does help. It sure does help in your relationship with God. It sure does help in your relationship with people. See, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says this, And let us not consider how, how, uh, or let us consider how we may spur one another toward the love and good friends, not giving up meeting together as some are in a habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. 
Church is about encouraging one another. It's about coming together and being encouraged by you, you know, yourself, but it's about coming together and encouraging other people and loving other people and building relationships with people. And that's an that's important thing in our life today, in our society. We need somebody that we can count on. We need somebody that we can talk to. We need somebody that will support us. We know Jesus will. We understand that He will be there for us. But we need somebody, and that's what the local church is for, is to build relationships with other people. Why? So that you can encourage them and be encouraged yourself. You see, I've learned that when you don't value something, it becomes less important in your life. It becomes less and less important. And moms and dads, the view that have children living at home, Listen to this statement this morning. When you don't value your commitment to Jesus as a mom and dad, guess what? Your kids will not value the relationship with Jesus either because they see it living inside of your life. I remember when I did not, when I did not value my relationship with Jesus. I remember as a young man that my relationship with Jesus wasn't 100%. It was more like 45%. In other words, I looked for opportunities not to go to church instead of going to church. I looked for reasons where I, why I didn't have to go to church and why I didn't have to be committed, why I didn't want to go do these things. I looked for opportunities not to go to church and, and stay away from the church. And so God began to deal with me, and I wasn't sold out completely 100% to Him. And I remember when that moment happened in my life, when, I, when God changed everything about me. And when I started valuing my relationship with God more, then I started valuing the local church more. That's what God was dealing with me in my own life. Now, he may be dealing with you with something different. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm praying today that, that when you leave this place, that you will be challenged because this week, as I was praying and studying and, and, and putting this mess, message together, God was dealing with my heart about the, about the local church and being committed to this thing that, that, that he's called us to do. It's one, listen, it's one thing to show up on Sunday morning and to preach a sermon, but it's another thing to live at, in, out in the world. It's, it's being sold out 100% to Him. You see, back in the days, and maybe you've probably heard this, this statement before while you were at a wedding or something, the, Bible, uh, or the wedding, uh, they say something like this, I so-and-so take so-and-so to be my wedded husband or my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, to love, to cherish, and to obey. And then the very last thing it says, till death do us part. In other words, I'm making a commitment to my, to my relationship with my wife, or I'm making a commitment to my relationship to my husband, that no matter what happens in this relationship, that no matter what is going on in sickness and in health and everything that happens, guess what? I'm 100% committed to you no matter what happens in this relationship. And that's what God is looking for. Because many times we look at our life and when things get difficult, when things get challenging, guess what we do? We lose our level of commitment to what we've been called to be committed to. Why? Because things get tough. And what God's saying is, listen, I'm looking for the church. I'm looking for the local church, the local body. I'm looking for Christians that will say, God, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how rough it gets in my life, I'm committed to you to the very end. Until you come back and blow that trumpet, God, I'm committed to you to the very end. That's what God's looking for. 100% of people that are sold out to Him. It's a lifelong commitment to say that no matter how difficult it gets, I'm, I'm sold out to you. 
You see, I was reminded of the words that Peter said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 35. And he says this. He says, but Peter declared. He didn't just say it, but he, de- he declared it. And I looked up the word declare. And the definition is not on my page. Oh, here it is. It's being completely sold out to it. It's like saying publicly, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. So he declared it that day around other people as he's standing there with Jesus. He declares these things. Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. He declared on that day that God, I'm, or Jesus, I'm here to the very end. The only thing that's going to separate me from you is death. That's the only thing that's going to separate me and you from death. You see, he had, Peter had a commitment to follow Jesus when he said, Jesus, I'm leaving everything behind to follow you. But I really believe that when Peter said that, that he meant what he said, that he would be willing to die for you to the very end. But unfortunately, in Peter's life, just like ours, sometimes our circumstances change. That we find ourselves in, in, a, in a, a situation that may be tough and difficult, and we forget about the commitment that we made to Christ. Peter found himself in that place where he made a commitment to God. He declared it to everybody else around him that he would be there to the very end with Jesus. But we find himself in a position where things changed and he, for a moment, lost that commitment to God and to Jesus. You see, when Jesus looked at the disciples and said these words, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, what he was saying to his disciples today is this, hey guys, I'm committed to you and what I need from you is commitment from you. That's what he was saying. I'm committed to the very end. I want you to know and understand something this morning, that God and Jesus, they're committed to you to the very end. And he's asking you, are you willing to be that way to him? Are you willing to be sold out and completely committed to him to the very end? You see, Peter, at that moment, when Jesus showed up on the shores that day after Peter had denied Jesus, I'm pretty sure that Peter did not feel like he was a preacher in that moment. Peter probably did not feel like he was a pastor in that moment. Peter probably did not feel like he was a shepherd. Peter probably did not feel like he was an evangelist in that moment. But can I tell you this morning is this, that doesn't mean he wasn't. Just because he felt it doesn't mean that he wasn't. Because if he wasn't, then Jesus would have never showed up on the shores that day and asked Peter to come towards him. And and everything in that moment changed. You see, sometimes we don't feel the part. We don't sense the part. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the part. It doesn't mean that it's not there. Philippians chapter 1, verses 6, it says this. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on until completion, until the day that Christ returns. Whatever Jesus has started in your life, whatever God has started in your life, God is wanting to complete that work that he started in your life as you journey on through this life, just like you did Peter. He wanted to complete that journey in Peter's life. He wanted it to continue on to what God was going to do in his life. You see, Jesus was thinking that day, you see, I'm not going to allow this road bump. I'm not going to allow this little circumstance. I'm not going to allow this little challenge in Peter's life to keep me from uh, finishing what I've started in his life. 
You see, sometimes we hit road bumps. Sometimes we hit challenges. Sometimes we make decisions that are not always the best decision, but it does not disqualify you from being the person that God's called you to be. You see, when you're 100% sold out to God and committed to Him, it doesn't matter what happens in your life, is that you will get through that moment and you continue on following the plan that God has for your life. You see, commitment is about being faithful. It's about seeing it through no matter how difficult it gets. You see, Abraham chose not to question God when he was challenged to offer up his son Isaac. He remained committed to God above everything else. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and by his family. He suffered and he was wrongly accused and in prison. But not a word of complaint came out of his mouth. Why? Because he was 100% committed to God. Daniel still, still pursued God and prayed to Him three times a day despite the threat of being thrown into the lion's den. Why? Because he was committed to God. Those are just a few people that we mention in the Bible that, listen, they had difficult times in their life. They had moments of distress. They had moments of, of challenges in their life. But what I love about it was this, is that they were 100% sold out to God. And that even if they were faced with a situation, and even if they were faced with a trying time in their life, guess who showed up in the middle of it? God. Why? Because when you're sold out 100% to God, God always shows up on the scene, no matter what's happening in our life. Being faithful. God is faithful to you. And what He wants from us and the local church is to be faithful to Him. So the story in Ruth is about a young lady who is very faithful and committed, and it says this, starting with verse 1. I'm going to read the first 18 verses, so just stay with me this morning. It says this. It says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and his two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Imelech. His, wife name, his wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Naamalek, Naomi's wife, or Naomi's husband, died. And she was just left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Oprah and the other one named Ruth. After they had lived there for about ten years, both Malon and Kilion, they both died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and without her husband. When Naomi heard that Moab uh, heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of His people by providing food for them, she and her daughter-in-laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take her back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to, uh, to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant to you, each of you, when you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud. And, she said, and they said to her, we will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I, am I going to have more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, uh, even if I thought there was still husband uh, for me to give birth to my sons, where would you grow up and why would you wait? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is, more, it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. 
At this, they wept aloud. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law and said goodbye. But here's what I want you to see about Ruth. But Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and to her gods. Go back with her. And here's what Ruth said. But Ruth replied this, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and uh, me and you. When Naomi, when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her to go home. Commitment. She was sold out to Naomi. She was sold out to the very end. Naomi was in a difficult situation. Naomi was in a dark place. She lost her husband. She lost both of, both of her sons. And now all she has is her two daughter-in-laws who've only been, for her, been with her for about 10 years. So this was a difficult situation. This was a difficult moment. But are you talking about a powerful story of commitment? In Ruth, a wife who lost everything. She didn't expect her daughter-in-laws to, to, to hang around with her. She didn't expect her daughter-in-laws to stay with her. But they did, for, or for just a moment they did, and one stayed for, to the very end. Because you have to look at that situation that was happening in Judah. There was a famine in the land. So Imelech decided that he would take his family to a foreign country called Moab just for a short amount of time. He did not stick it out through the tough times, but he packed up his family and headed to Moab. And if you know anything about Moab, Moab was not a great place. Moab was a place of pagan worship. So instead of sticking it out for that time in Judah and God preparing and taking care of them, he picked up his family and he moved to a foreign land, to a foreign country. Probably wasn't the wisest decision, but what I love about that is this, that even in that decision for him to take his family to a foreign land, there was still something great that came out of it. Because you have to understand that Jesus came from, from the lineage of Ruth. He was part of that lineage of Ruth. Ruth. Ruth was part of his family. And so something good came out of that decision. Just like our decisions sometimes. We make bad decisions in our life. But can I tell you this? If we will stay committed to God in our life, no matter what decision we make, God can always turn that situation around to something that is going to be good. No matter when we make the decision not to do it, God says, listen, if you'll just stick with me, I'll turn the situation around to something that's good. You see, they made a decision to leave. And so there's a couple of things I want to share with you this morning about this Scripture today. Number one is this, stay committed even when times get tough. You see, this was a difficult time for not only for Imelech, but for Naomi and her family. That her both of her sons died. Her husband also died. One of the toughest challenges that we face when times get tough is that we stay committed to God. You remember when Peter said those heartfelt words to Jesus, listen, God, I'm with you to the end even if I have to die. It was in those moments after saying that, what did he do? He denied Jesus three different times. He did exactly opposite of what he said he would do. Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 7, verses 15. He says these words, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. You see, sometimes we make decisions that we don't understand. Sometimes we make decisions that we're like, man, this just doesn't make sense, but I'm going to make this decision. And sometimes it's not always the best decision. 
But it doesn't mean that God can't still use you and use you in that situation. The question to us is there, will we stay committed to Him, 100% sold out to Him, no matter how bad it gets? You see, some of you could t- today could sit down and tell story after story of how difficult it's been in your life. But it's, it's the question that when those times get difficult, when those times get tough, when those times get challenging, what are we going to do? What will we do in that moment? Will we stay committed to God to, and, and allow Him to finish what He started? Or will we just drop everything that God's done up to that point and go back to the way we, we all, that we've always lived? You see, Imelech made a decision that day to take his family away from where God was. Probably wasn't the best decision, but he did. Will you stick it out even when times get tough? Will you stay with God even when difficulties happen in your life? Will you, being committed is being sold out to God. Number two is this. Commitment leads to not only doing, but it, not, it leads to doing, not just hearing. Verses 6 and 7, Naomi says these words. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of His people by for providing food for them, she and her daughters prepared to return home from, where, from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take her back to the land of Judah. Listen, she didn't just hear that God was moving in the land, but she actually did something about it. It's one thing to hear that God's moving, but it's another thing to do something about it. You see, sometimes we hear God move. Sometimes we hear a voice from God. Sometimes God challenges us on something, but sometimes we just hear it, but we never do it. Being committed to God is not just hearing it, but it's also doing it. She was committed to God. That she heard that something was happening back in the hometown, and she took her two daughters-in-law, and she moved back to where God was. She wanted to go back to the presence of God. She didn't want to be in Moab anymore. She wanted to leave and get close to God. So she didn't just hear it, but she actually did something about it. James chapter 1, verses 22 says this, Be Be he doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Naomi was committed. We don't know about the conversation that took place between her and her husband. We don't know why he decided to move. Maybe Naomi challenged him to move. We don't know that. But all I know is that they moved. But she was still committed to her God. Maybe she was against it. Maybe she was for it. We don't know. All we know is that when she heard that God was moving in the land where she came from, she went back. You see, I've sat in services where I felt challenged by a preacher, where I felt challenged by a word of God, and I felt like God was speaking directly to me through that sermon. And I remember sitting in that seat going, God, I'm making a commitment to you. I'm going to do this. And I realized a week later that I forgot about the commitment that I made. I pray today that you feel challenged by this message, that God will begin to do something new in your heart, in your life, just like He's doing in my heart and my life. I heard him speaking to me, but that doesn't mean that I followed him in that moment. I heard him, but I didn't mean I didn't actually do it, do anything about it. James chapter 4, verses 8 says this come near to God, and he will come near to you. In this commitment thing, there's the hearing, but there's also the doing. Naomi was living in a foreign land with none of her family left except for her two daughter in laws. And she heard that God was supplying the needs of his people, so she went back. She wanted to be part of the good things that God was doing. She, had to, she wanted to experience God again as she did in the past. She wanted to be part of what God was doing in the land. She heard it and then she packed up everything and they began to move back to where God was. 
And for, for, some, for some of you today, maybe that's where you are. Maybe God's challenging you, hey, it's, it's time to come back. It's time to come back to me. It's time to set aside everything else and come back to me. This is what I've done in your life in the past. You, you've, you've experienced me. This is what God's saying. You've experienced me. You've seen my hand move. Uh, you've seen God's hand move in your life. But for some reason, maybe you got away from it. And God's saying, listen, if you'll just come back to me, I'm still there. I'm still here for you. I will use you greatly. I will do incredible things in your life if you will just come back to me, just like Naomi was wanting to do with her family, was to go back. Not only did Naomi want change, but she wanted change for her daughter-in-laws as well. You may be here today and you want change for your family. Sometimes it starts with us. Sometimes it starts with us. Number three is this, commitment builds relationships. If you look at verses 8 all the way through down through verses 15, there was a commitment level that was made between Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws. There was a trust factor that was made between Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws. So much, listen, so much that they were willing to leave their families to go back with her to a land that they'd never been before. They were challenged by her life. They watched her commitment to God. They watched her commitment to her husband. They watched her commitment to her family. And they were challenged by her commitment, not only to her family, but to her God. So much that they were willing to go back with her and leave everything behind. You see, the wise thing to do for Oprah and for Ruth was to go back to Moab. Why? Because they had stronger family ties in Moab. But they wanted to stay with Naomi. There was something about Naomi that drew them to her. There was something about Naomi that that they wanted to be around and they wanted to stay. So it made sense for them to to go back to to Moab, but instead they were willing to go with Naomi to a new land, to a new place. But there was something inside of them that said that we will go back with you, that we will go back with you to your people. They saw the commitment that Naomi had for her God and they wanted that. Our commitment to Jesus, listen, our commitment to Jesus, our life commitment to God should make others want to come to Jesus. Our commitment to God, our commitment to, 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 to Jesus should make others want to say these things. Man, that's what I want also in my life. Our commitment level to Jesus, what do others see? They saw that in Naomi's life that she was willing to follow and to do what she needed to do. Verses 13 says, No, my daughters, it is more better for you to, or more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand had turned against me. You see, in that moment, Naomi felt the reason what had happened in her life was because of something that she did. She felt like because of the death of her, her husband and the death of her family, she felt, and she felt it was her fault. She felt like that maybe she had pushed her husband to leave Israel. Maybe she had pushed her sons to marry these Moabite women. She felt bad about the situation, but she didn't stay there. She did not want to stay there. She was committed to her God. Whatever she was feeling, she didn't want it to get in the way of returning back to her God. When you have a strong level of commitment to something, it doesn't matter if you venture off or not. What matters is, is will you come back? Will you be committed to it to the very end? When you're committed to God and you mess up, you realize that the best thing for you to do is this, is to draw closer to God, not go further away from Him. Sometimes in our life, when we mess up in our life, the natural thing to do is what? Is to go away from God. Just like Peter did. Peter went back to the lifestyle that he lived before God called him. He went back to fishing. That's all he ever knew. So he went back to fishing. 
And sometimes when we mess up and we make uh, mistakes in our life, sometimes we, we go back to the person that we used to be. Why? Because in that moment, we feel like God can't use us. We feel like our, our commitment level is, is gone. We feel like we failed God miserably. And God says, that's okay. If you'll just come back to me, we'll continue this journey together. I won't hold it against you. Whatever you give to me, it's gone in the past. Whatever sin that you ask for me to forgive, it's gone. I don't remember it anymore. I don't, I don't think about it anymore. The problem is that we think about it all the time. I'm sure that Peter felt like during the times that God was using him, I'm sure there were times that took him back to that moment when he said to Jesus, I will die with you if I have to. I'm sure he thought about those moments all the time, but I'm sure that he probably thought more about the moment where Jesus called him in the ministry. When he remembered what God was doing in his life and he made a commitment to God in that moment and God said to Peter, let's go. It's not over, Peter. Let's keep moving. Yes, you've done this, but that's okay. Let's keep moving. Committed to God, being sold out to God 100%. But then if you look at verses 14 and 15, it says this, and they wept out loud again. And then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth... But Ruth clung to her. It's like your children clinging to your legs when you're about to leave. You know when your kids would do that as a little kid? They would run up to you and they would grab your leg tightly, so tight that they were not going to let go, that you were walking around the house like this, you know, dragging your kid everywhere because they were not going to let go. That's what Ruth did that day. Ruth said to Naomi, I am not leaving you. I'm committed to you 100%. I don't care where you go. If you go over here, I'm going with you. If you go over there, I'm going with you. It doesn't matter where you go, Naomi. I'm committed and sold out to you because I want what you have. There's something about you, Naomi, that, me, that makes me want to stay with you. I've seen your commitment level. I've seen your heart. I've seen the things that you do. That's what I want. You see, Oprah said, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going back to my family. But Ruth said, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. Naomi, you're not getting rid of me. I'm staying to, to the very end. You see, both of them were in the same position. Both of them felt the same feelings. Both of them sat there and they wept with Naomi. And only one of them stayed and one of them returned back home. They both felt the same feelings in their life. But they both did something different. You see, when we come in here on Sunday mornings, I pray that you feel the Holy Spirit. I pray that you feel God moving in your life. And some of us will leave challenged, and some of us will leave and we will do things differently, but some of us will still, still live the same. It's our decision what we're going to do if we're going to be sold out 100% to Him, if we're going to cling to Jesus. Picture that this morning, that you as, a, as an adult, that you're clinging on to Jesus' leg and you're saying to him, Jesus, I don't care where you go. I'm not letting go of you. I am not letting go until you do something in my life. Cling to him. Don't let him get past you. Don't let him walk past you without clinging to him. Because if you'll cling to him, if you'll be sold out completely to him, then God will use you greatly and he will do incredible things in your life despite your past. Stop allowing your past to keep you from becoming who God wants you to be in the future. Cling to him. Hold on to him just like Ruth did to Naomi that day when she says, I'm not leaving you. I don't care where you go. You see, what I love about God is this, that he didn't just feel the love for me but he actually did something about it. He didn't just feel love for me, 
But the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He felt love for me. He felt love for you. But then what did he do? He gave. He gave his son for you. See, he, listen, he heard your cries. He heard your prayers. He hears those things. He heard them. But what did he do? He did something about it. He gave you a way out. He gave you something else for your life. And it's a man named Jesus. Jesus was 100% committed to you and still is. Even when we turn our back on him, he's still 100% sold out to us. Why? Because he's trying, to stop, he's trying to continue that good work that he started in you. But so many times we, we, we drop the ball and we, and we forget about what God's done for us in our life. But, but Naomi and Ruth that day, she was like, Naomi, I'm here to the very end. You're not getting rid of me. And the last thing is this. Commitment means, as I said earlier, till death do us part. Verses 16 and 18 says this, but Ruth replied, I love this, very strong, don't urge me to leave. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, but here's what I want you to see. Your God will be my God. In other words, Naomi, I saw how you lived your life. I saw your relationship with God. I saw how you did things. And what I want, I want that. I don't even know the God that you're talking about. I'm used to pagan worship. I'm used to worshiping all this other stuff. I don't know the kind of God that you're talking about. I just know, and I've watched you, as your husband died, you were faithful. As your sons died, you were faithful. I've seen you live the life. And whatever it is that God's doing in your life and whatever God has for you, that's what I want. Your God will now be my God. I will follow you wherever you go. Till death do us part, no matter what happens in this life, I'm sold out to the very end. You see, she wasn't just committed to Naomi. She was committed to Naomi's God because of how Naomi lived in her life. She watched Naomi go through difficult times. Naomi didn't have an easy life. Things were not easy for Naomi when she lived in Moab, but, she, but Ruth saw how Naomi lived her life. Ruth was willing to for, forsake the Moabite gods that she grew up with. She was willing to forsake her family. She was willing to leave everything behind just to follow Naomi's God. I want you to bow your heads this morning, if you would, as we close. Again, I say this, and let this sink into to our hearts today. When people look at our life, just as Ruth looked at Naomi, they should say, I want your God to be my God. I've watched you go through difficult times. I've seen you battling that situation in your life. I've seen all this darkness in your life, but I've seen you stay faithful. I've seen you remain committed to God, and that's what I want in my life. We may, we may not be able to reach everybody, but we can reach somebody by how we live and through our commitment to God. Ten years of Naomi's compromise in Moab never made Ruth confess her allegiance to God in Israel. But as soon as Naomi stood up and said these words, I'm going back to God of Israel, I put my fate in His hands, Ruth stood up and said, you know what, Naomi, I'm going with you. You're not going to get rid of me. You're not going to get rid of me. What wins those people to Christ? What wins our family to Christ? What wins our, our, our friends to Christ? is our commitment to God 
and how we live our life in front of them. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, again, may this message challenge you. May this message challenge you in your heart today that this, that what God started in you, he wants to finish. But you don't understand. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the situation that I'm currently in right now. You're exactly right, I don't. But God does. And what God's saying is this, I can still use you and I want to still use you. Whatever I started, I can finish if you will allow me to. Remain through the difficult times. Don't give up on God because he doesn't give up on you. But remain faithful, not only to God, but to the local church. Because here's the deal, the local church is built off the backs of people who love God and they're sold out 100% to him. People that volunteer every week, people that give their time every week, that's how the church is built. And how, how do people come in? As, we, as they see our commitment level, not only to God, but to the church, they see something inside of us. They see how we handle things through difficult situations. And they go, man, what, what is different about you? I want that. I want that. Stand to your feet this morning, if you will. We're going to close out in just a moment. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. Through sickness, through health, through richer, through poor, through good times, through bad times, Jesus, I'm clung to you. I'm clinging to you, God. I'm not going to let go of you. I'm not letting go of you. So right where you stand, here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to recommit your life to Jesus. Just right there where you stand, say, Father, I give you my life again. God, I, I just, I, I place it into your hands today, Father. God, I, I, I want to be, I, I want to do that, Father. But sometimes, God, the, I want to so bad, but God, I don't end up doing it for whatever reason, God. But just like Paul was committed to the Holy Spirit, committed to the leading of God. And in those moments where we fail and we mess up, it's what do we do when we mess up and when we fail? Do we get back up and keep going? Because God, what God has started in you, He wants to finish. Today, there may be a new ministry that God's wanting to start in somebody's life today. Maybe, you were, you, maybe there was a time in your life that you were doing something for God and maybe you got away from it for whatever reason, life situations or whatever. Maybe God started something and maybe God's dealing with you maybe to, to, to keep, keep that going. I don't know. But it's about being sold out to Him 100%. So today, just recommit your life to Jesus. Father, today, God, I recommit my life to You. God, I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time. But what I do know and understand is this, God, that you started something in my life years ago. And God, there are many times where I've tried to get away from it. But God, for some reason, I keep coming back to it. And God, you're wanting to continue that on until the very end. And God, we want to be sold out to you. We want to be committed to you. Whatever it is that you're calling from us, God, today I pray that, God, we would follow that direction. And to give you everything in our heart. God, that's what we do. We just place our, our life first. God, we give you our family. We give you everything today.
and to follow you and to, and to, to, to be like what Ruth said to Naomi. You're not getting rid of me. I'm in this thing to the very end. So blessings today, God, over every life and every heart. With every head, every head bowed and every eye closed, ask this question. No one looking around. If you were here to say, you were here today, and you would say, Pastor, would you just pray for me? I got a situation in my life. Will you just pray for me? Just slip your hand up and, and you can put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. God sees those hands this morning. Anybody else? Shout for joy in the moments of sorrow. Shout for joy in the moments of darkness. Because that's what changes the darkness in your life is is the shout of joy and the shout of victory in your life. That's what changes the situation. That's what makes things different is the shout of victory that comes from you because of what God's doing in your life. Father, you saw those hands that were lifted today. God, I pray right now for every hand that was lifted. God, you know the need, you know the situation. God, I pray that you would minister to them today. God, whatever it is that they're going through, whatever it is that they need in their life, Father, you are our supplier, you are our provider, Father. And we just give it to you today in Jesus' name. Lead us and guide us in every situation of our life. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.